0: Hello and welcome to For or Against, the show that shows up in your feed when we feel like it. Are you for that or against that? Don't tell me, or I'll think you're trying to steal our jobs. I'm your host, Mike McFadden, an excellent copy reader. With me today are Patrick Lothian, Rob Silver, and Mike Wynan. Gentlemen, how's it going? It I tried to make
1: it short for you this yeah, time. 10 yeah, 10 seconds to pre-read. That's all you need. I, not did not pre- I did pre-read it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no excuse.
2: An artist only has the tools he works with. And you're the tool. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I thought you were going to give me an out. <laughs> but no, you just made me feel bad. Let's uh, let's jump right into our weekly update before we play our game. Robbie, let's start with you. What's going on in your world?
1: Uh, I was at my niece's first birthday party this past weekend. Happy birthday. Her name is Boo. Tilly. Uh, Pat, <laughs> that is extremely rude and funny. He doesn't listen. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you went to a birthday party, Robbie. Is that it? Is that the
0: whole story? Uh, I,
1: frankly, I forgot like everything else. I forgot everything else I did in the past week. So that was the one memorable thing. All right, Unless there was other stuff, but that's it. <laughs> Unless there was other stuff. Should we know if there was other stuff for you? No, I just don't want somebody listening to say, Robbie, you forgot about this awesome thing that we did together. And then I'll be like, but a one year old birthday party. But that was okay. awesome. Very good. Uh, thanks, Robbie. Good to. Be with you
0: again, Patrick. What's going on with you?
3: So, my update is um, as people see when they play this episode, this is episode or this is season six because every time that we miss a week, a uh, new season gets added. And last time was season five, and we only had one episode, and I had to ditch at the end because uh, there's a baby crying in the other room, not sure who's. Um, <laughs> and, uh so, when I listened to the episode, I heard the ending. And at the very end, instead of me saying bye, Robert said that's what she said. So season five will always go down as the season that at the end of every episode, Robbie every said that's single what she one.
1: Said.
3: Every single one. <laughs> it's funny. I haven't listened to the episode yet, so
1: I will enjoy that.
2: All right. Michael, how about you? What's going on with you? Uh, I went to a soccer game yesterday and uh, when, something that I think uh, with the rise of the Delta variant and august of 2021 when we're recording this is probably not that i'll be doing again soon but they're very loud environments and so i had to raise my voice in order to be heard and uh that's why my voice is extra sultry today so apologies for that or or you're welcome depending on your proclivities.
0: All right. Very good. Thank you, Mike. Uh, my update is that uh, the summer is, is uh, winding down. School is in sight. I go back in like a week and a half and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we had like a whole year of remote teaching and we're going to be in person. We'll, we're going to be masked. Our governor just made that declaration. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be a mostly normal school year. I'm hoping I'm not jinxing myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what they said in fall of 2019.
0: No, it is. Oh, yeah, maybe they did. Anyway, uh, that's my update is I'm looking forward to going back to school. All right, gang, let's play a game where there are no points, no winners or losers, and even fewer rules than the name suggests. It's four against. Pat will go
3: first. Pat, what is your first topic for this evening? So I have four topics that are all old Olympic events. And whether or not you're for, but you could go two different ways. You're for or against them returning to the Olympics, or you're for or against you participating in them. So the first one is horse long jump or horse high jump. I'm gonna start with Robbie.
1: I, so I'm first. I want to guess what that is. That's a person riding a horse, and then they do the high jump. Is like. You're, the, oh,
2: this horse,
0: the, the, the horse horse does, the horse does the horse does the flop
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh and the long jump is like in sand right so you see where the footprints land
3: how far out i would I'm assume guessing. i would assume sand pat
0: you know, hold on, robbie you think pat actually did the research <laughs> other than reading the title <laughs> of on the, his that's... own
1: topics no of course he didn't uh i can't no wait do i want to see this yeah i do want to see that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm for that
3: make that uh, i'm sorry
0: okay yeah. <laughs> um i'm next mike pat said so um, no, I definitely want to see this also, especially if it's mandatory to dress like a cowboy because that does <laughs> add some extra flair to the event. And uh, interesting fact that I learned that I thought was the joke. Do you know what they call the airplane that transports the U.S. Olympic horses around the world? No. The carry? No. Air Horse One.
2: No, it's right there for us.
0: It's a real <laughs> thing though. It's not it's just cool. a joke. It's it's that's the thing. No, I want to see this. Definitely. It, I'm sure it's animal abuse, but I'll give it back. <laughs> yeah. I, I just boy. like
1: I like the idea of the horse standing for the high jump, standing still, and then the horse just like bending its knees and then leaping up.
0: I'm like sure how sure how somebody, Somebody's riding it, Robbie. It's not an animal-only
2: Olympics. <laughs> no, it is. It uh, our, it is definitely. You know, it's, the Olympics are meant to be human, human feats of, of strength and, and ingenuity. But this is just how high you, I own this horse. Look how high it can jump. <laughs> but, so I really don't want to be against this. But I, too, just want to see how high that horse can jump. So I am for also, although it, it doesn't seem like it belongs to the Olympics.
3: I'm for
2: and against.
3: I'm for it being in yeah, one Olympics. Yeah, I told Olympics. you this has no rules. <laughs> yes, because it would be interesting to see one time. Maybe even just like three horses, and then I'd be good. That's so right. do do it one time. All right,
0: very good, uh, gentlemen. I just put a link into our chat. Um, there is a new uh, game system that is coming out, and it is decidedly not competing with. Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. Sorry, decidedly... I, I was on mute. <laughs> nope, you were not. Um, it's not competing directly with uh, like the new Xbox or the new uh, PlayStation this is more like the first Game Boy, only it's like a slightly updated, not backlit screen. So it's almost like an Amazon Kindle screen and it has a crank on the side. (laughs) It's sort of like a fishing pole. And like you might look at that like, oh, is that because like you never need to buy batteries? You just like charge it up. And nope, that's not what it does. It is another way that you can control something in the game. So like you can crank it forward to make your character go forward. You can wind it back, or or you could create a whole other game based around crank mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got like a sort of standard, I think Nintendo Entertainment System controller. I think did, they call it like a, a D-pad and an A and a B button, something like that. Um, did you see what this is called? It's called the play date okay. and you can go to play dot date apparently date is a domain extension that now exists Play dot to see this thing. And then I think it also has an interesting feature where it's like supposed to be super, um, not necessarily easy but convenient to develop games for so I think in theory there's gonna be like a whole indie game. Uh, like an indie game platform if you will there might also be something interesting about the subscription model I'm not much of a gamer um, I do teach a video game design class and so I'm sort of in this world a little bit. Pat and Mike, you're you're our resident gamers. I'm gonna leave you two for the end and start with Robbie since Robbie uh I, I think you'll keep this snappy for against the play dot
1: date mm-hmm. crank based video gaming console system. I don't think it's silly actually. I think it's What it comes down to is how good are the games? That's all it comes down to. If the games are good, then this thing is awesome. And I think there's an interesting idea. It is a subscription model where I think it's like every week or something, there's a new game that automatically downloads to the platform. Yeah. They look really simple. Like you said, it's black and white. They're definitely indie games. So they're probably not going to be super intricate. But for a small little device that's on the go, I would be for this realistically i'm probably not going to play it myself but if i was eight years old i would think this is awesome and if the games are good then this device is good i'm for
0: okay thanks robbie Uh, let's go to michael winen and for our listeners this is a uh device that's 179 usd just for context michael what do you think
2: as you know we are uh we have friends of the show the bundle buddies who do Mm -hmm. um who've, who've turned me on to um indie games, uh, and I'm a big fan of indie games, and this is a, a new way for, for indie games to be shown. So this thing seems really cool. I, too, thought the crank was, like, going to be, like, some kind of sustainability element. It's not. But then I <laughs> thought, okay, maybe um, is this uh, uh, accessibility? Is this something that everybody can do? I think everybody can pull a crank or, or a good amount of people, including myself, uh, who, who's concerned about those kind of things. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, reiterate everything Rob has said, now, I am for the play date. Okay, Pat, what about you? It's gonna be fun to crank.
3: Sorry, I was muted. Uh... <laughs> he was cranking. I
0: He's already cranking. I, I'm ladies.
1: unmuted at the wrong times and you're muted at the wrong times. It's
0: been two <laughs> weeks since we've done this. So we're a little rusty. Go so Pat.
3: I've, I saw this before and, um, I am against it for some silly reasons uh, and, and <laughs> I'm glad you're able to admit that. Yes. And they are, uh, Hold can we to... guess? Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. I think and, and, Robbie and Mike, you need to come up with a silly reason that
1: you think Pat is against this. <laughs> Pat I does think... not like the color yellow.
2: Okay. Why not? Um, it's, it's connected to the internet, so he can't take it out into the woods.
0: Okay, and I think it's because it's asymmetrical in form. All right, Pat, what are your silly reasons for not liking this?
3: Um, Because I've watched two videos on this, and uh, this video on their website is two minutes long, and there's a total of eight seconds of gameplay. It's all about like, hey, look at, we use cranks for things all the time. And (laughs) the, the gameplay they show with the crank is a guy hey, we can make them run forward. Now we can make them run backwards. And the idea of just like, oh, what if we put a crank on it? Like is the weirdest like mechanism for a game I've ever heard of. Like that's like an attachment to a Game Boy. It's like, oh, we have a yeah, special but game. You, you don't have to use the crank.
1: No, I get that. By the way, no, Pat's right. Because like, it's not even, they didn't even like specify, like here's one awesome way to use the crank. It's just like, oh, and there's a crank. Yeah, they even, even said, and by the way, most times most, I've
2: heard the word crank in one, <laughs> one day. I,
1: they also said something like, oh, by the way, most games don't even use the crank, but some uh, do.
2: Most games don't even use a crank. It, it's, <laughs> like,
0: it's like when Facebook introduced the poke. They didn't really know what it was going to be. And then it became something. Nothing.
2: That
3: <laughs> <laughs> the other reason is if you scroll down to where the games are. So you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm interested in this. Let's see what these games are. It shows the title of it. And if you click on it, it flips around and just says who it, who it's by. There's no gameplay. It's there's not no ready games. yet. More and will it says, come. Wait. Stay but in But then touch. there's a button that says, wait, no spoilers, please. And if you click on that, then it blacks out all the games. But all it shows you is the title of the game. <laughs> yeah, so... but
1: the, the title of the very first game is Casual Burger.
3: <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> get more exciting good. than that. And it shows a kid looking up at the sky, big open mouth, rubbing that crank. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: does. All right. So three fours and one against from our most <laughs> diehard gamer. Um okay, let's move along. Wine and we're on to you. What's
2: your first uh, I am about movie? to drop in a, a link into our Zoom chat here. Whoa. Uh this uh came uh, uh I came across this and got very excited for our friend Mike McFadden. We've had conversations, me and him, where he wants to be a boat guy. But he's not quite a boat guy, but he wants to get there. So what could make Mike McFadden into a boat guy? Well, if you take the exclusivity, uh, electrical um, uh, automation, and ridiculous price points of a Tesla and turn it into a boat, I present to you, gentlemen, the ARC-1, an all-electric 475-horsepower pleasure craft Coming in at about four to five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> it has uh, a battery twice the size of a Tesla truck, um, and uh, it's built in. the The batteries are built into the hull and become part of the boat itself. Uh, I think the target market for this are uh, super rich um, uh, Margaritaville fans. That's probably all <laughs> I can think of. And, uh, um, teachers and Mike and McFadden. The, uh... So I'm going to start with everyone and, and but start with Mike. Uh, what do you right. think of well, the ARC I'm, One, the electrical pleasure boat? It's 24 feet long.
0: You're making this out to be like ridiculously expensive. You said it's like four or five hundred thousand. It's only three hundred thousand dollars. It's so... a base price. Base price <laughs> OK, th- I mean, this thing's really cool. And if money was no object, I would want this thing, especially if I decided to make the plunge into being a boat guy. It seems conceivable that this thing has less maintenance than like a normal boat. I don't really know enough about boats to know if that's the case. Maybe it has more. It looks cool, um, but I also feel like this is just vaporware, and they're never going to ship this by the end of 2021. Um, They're only taking pre-orders. They don't even have a photo of one. They only have
2: renderings of it this isn't gonna happen this is like people working there nine of them former spacex employees so they were either fired by spacex or they're the best of spacex
0: (laughs) or they were all like on the maintenance staff and like (laughs) they just emptied the waste bins like i don't know like i just i'll I'll believe it once i see it i i'm not gonna pre-order one of these um i couldn't if i wanted to (laughs) um but yeah i'm gonna say against because i don't think this thing's real all right Patrick.
3: Um, so I think that it's a great idea to have electric boats because like part of the problem with electric cars is like, Oh, what if I go on a cross country trip? It it makes it more challenging or even just you're going to visit somebody, but they're slightly outside of your uh, range. But with a boat, you're basically riding it around having fun and then taking it back to your dock and where you can plug it in. So it solves that problem. Um, I'm, I have no interest in ever owning a boat so I'm against. Robert? <laughs> Pat just basically said,
1: this is great, this is great, this is great, but I don't like it. I'm against. Um, for me, I have two answers. If I ignore the price, I am for. If you include the price, I am against.
3: <laughs>
1: I so if it was like a million dollars, you'd be for it? Yeah. More expensive, please. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Why not? He wants think? to be alone on that boat on that uh, on that <laughs> lake. That
2: um no, uh uh Patrick is absolutely right. It looks cool. Probably a cool thing to do. I'm not a boat guy. I'm against. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh
0: let's uh go on now to Robert. Robert, what is your topic for the evening?
1: Uh watching a baseball game on TV. Mm-hmm. I was inspired because I'm a huge Cubs fan. The Chicago Cubs just traded away the heart and souls of their team this past week. It was bittersweet. It was sad. But then it got me thinking, like, people are going to miss these guys, but do they actually like watching the team play? So do you guys like watching baseball on TV? Pat, you used to watch baseball on TV. Do you still? Do you like it?
3: Um, So when the White Sox won the World Series, I uh, was in college and I watched it in my living room doing an art project on the floor and they won and I was like, cool. And then I <laughs> continued on with my day. Um, I, it's fine, but I, uh, I, I could only watch a couple of games a year with the presence of other humans. I'm not a huge watch a baseball game by your, not, I mean, on TV. No, I'm against.
1: Mike Winand, you are, into watching some sports on tv not not always baseball but football you're into could you watch a baseball game on tv uh
2: i i've heard uh, baseball um uh described as uh, as chess with big sticks and that's basically what it is it's it's uh it's a mental game uh, and if you're not playing it uh, it can be profoundly boring um i like going to the game um yeah, I think that's a fun experience. Uh, Wrigley Field is, is Chicago's biggest beer garden. But if you think about it, they play 162 games a year. Every game is about three hours long. If you were to watch all of these, and I, I know people who used to do this, watch all the games. That's 468 hours a, ga- a year or about 20 days of their life. Or, you mm, know, wow. you're you're rounding out a month there. So um, I don't think there's anybody who's quite that devoted, and if they are, um, they should uh, reevaluate. Um, I can't even get through maybe an inning or two. A beer and like uh, a, a meat stick, like a beef jerky, and a half an inning. You know, like okay, I'm glad this exists in the world, but it doesn't <laughs> need to be uh, in my uh, environs. Against
1: Mike McFadden. Against I don't like baseball. <laughs> I <could> care less
0: <laughs> about most sports on television. I got nothing more to add. Are there
1: any, I'm out of curiosity, are there any sports that you would enjoy watching on TV? Uh,
0: I like any sport when it's like super high stakes, like high drama, elite performance. So like the final game of anything, I think is interesting to watch. I definitely have missed most of them, uh, but those would be the ones that I'd be inclined to watch. Uh, There was a period uh, when I got pretty into hockey. My grandfather was sort of like, Chair bound, so he couldn't really get up and do anything. So we could bond. So he wasn't over, playing hockey.
2: He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't playing hockey.
0: But we could bond over watching the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup. And that was a fond memory. Um, but it was more like a process of elimination of what are things we could do? <laughs> Here's something. Um, and if he was into like something else, then I probably would have been just as into that thing. But right. I just, I, I don't care.
2: Let's watch some cold all. Canadians.
1: Well, as the person in this group who I know I'm the biggest baseball fan of the bunch here, I'd say
2: technically the only
1: (laughs) maybe only uh, it saddens me to say that you are all correct. (laughs) Watching a baseball game on TV is mostly boring and it's gotten even more boring as we get older, I think, because I actually used to be able to sit and watch plenty of games and it's brutal to get through like two innings now. And I don't know if that's my age. Sorry that the phone's ringing. I don't know if that's my age or if that's just the, the, like the games are getting longer on TV. There's less, it's either strikeouts or homers and it's just not fun to watch. Here's what it is,
0: Robbie, as a parent of a young child with a full-time job, family responsibilities, you value three hours more now than you ever Mm -hmm. have at any point in your life. And so it's not so much that the baseball is, uh, you know, worse. It's just that the opportunity cost of you consuming that baseball has just shifted dramatically.
1: Very true. All
3: right. Four against.
0: All right. No more baseball in America. All right, Pat, we're back Sighted. to you.
3: Okay, our second event is the plunge for distance. So you, <laughs> you dive into the, what looks like a, a dirty lake and you have to use your momentum to see how far you can get, and no. you have up to a minute.
2: And you're not allowed so, to swim. Can you, you swim, swim down? There. You're <laughs> measuring. <laughs> how far you? It's you competitive
3: go... sinking. You're going for distance a... away from like the dock. It's a dock. It's it's now. Out. Oh. It's out. Yes, it's so you out. Dive and see how far you can get. Oh, and <laughs> you're not competitive enough. sinking to do a sounds more <clears throat> fun. <clears throat> yeah. And it was uh, held once in 1904, and uh, there were five contestants, all American. (laughs) USA, (laughs) USA, USA
0: sweep. Sadly, we didn't sweep the podium. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, quick question (laughs) about the event, and I don't know if you know it. Is it a running event, or is like, can you run and jump, or or do you? Uh, The picture
3: shows a guy standing on what looks like a cement block. You
0: have to, so you can't running jump? No, Based on your uh, interpretation uh, you're, of the photo. The bigger guy,
3: he's got some oomph to him. So it's a standing
0: he... long jump but with this weird long buoyancy for component. distance.
2: Yeah. It's like a long <laughs> jump only belly flat. Stand,
1: standing long jump. The one they yes. made you do in grade school. Okay, sorry. And to be Robbie. clear, once you go into the water, you can't move your arms. Like there are no strokes. You just see how far you can float. They're not
3: super specific, but that's what it sounds like. I
1: am so for this because this is the dumbest thing ever. And I could totally see like getting my buddies together, cracking some beers open, and cheering on literally the dumbest event of all time. Flo, float, this is amazing. Float, 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 float,
0: float. Okay, big fat. Yeah. Um if no, I'm against this. If there's no running allowed, if this there's is no running, from, I'm looking at it even right better without no running. running. No, no, because that's stupid because like, yes,
1: that's why it's so good.
0: No. Cause it's, it's stupid and boring. If you could run, that's
1: why it's so good.
0: No, no, this is not one you of those. You should see these pictures so boring, of these Victorian
2: men standing all regal in their, <laughs> their ridiculous swim costumes about to jump in the water. <laughs> so, just lay there like a dead body for a minute.
0: Because I know that Bat did zero research and he could be wrong about this. I'm going to say I'm for the caveat that running is allowed because <laughs> Uh, I used to work at a summer camp and we used to do what we would call uh, power dives where we would run as fast as we could and jump off the dock and basically like Superman fly into the water, and so if there was like another added component, where like you're saying, how far you could hydrodynamically, you know, plunge through the water in the horizontal plane. I think that sounds really cool. It's really exciting and interesting. And I don't know what body type would be best for this, which is like what makes it even better.
2: <laughs> what if I'm like just a genetically wonderful plunge for distance <laughs> yeah, you, you person? Might and be. Didn't even know it.
0: You you could be. So like you a guys really want to know heavy what the head. world record
2: world record for a plunge for distance is? I do yes i don't
0: know what unit we would even use feet. Feet. okay uh, uh 37 30. feet <laughs> patrick gets it it's
2: 86 feet and he went over he prices right uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he floated for 86 feet into a muddy pond <laughs> Would have been eighty-seven, but he hit F a W. Parrington set the world record in nineteen thirty-three. That is even yet to his be name is awesome. Wow, <laughs> we got to get the into this. first
0: first and only gold medal. Well, no, best. he's
2: got the top three. F W. Parrington, this guy is the legend of plunging. <laughs> <laughs> in Nineteen twenty-seven, he went eight. 85 feet 10 inches in 1926 he went 85 six inches so they're really measuring these things out really <laughs> oh, this, this they're not really, this is this has got
0: to be running you can't go you can't think about the the f- coefficient of friction that would exist in <laughs> the water by just trying to go horizontal. i'm telling you
2: man they're not these guys are going feet first like i think feet first feet first yeah Hey feet first yeah yeah they're
0: jumping
1: in feet first some (laughs) of them yes fw harrington was just waiting to catch a wave and then let it it take him away (laughs) yeah and by the way he's really smart he's like i want to be the best in the world at something let me pick the thing that has the least amount of people doing it because it's so dumb and i'm gonna be in the record books for that Good for him.
3: And, well, I'm going to be for this because Amanda and I tried to figure out what would be the easiest Olympic event to do. This is it. And this is it. <laughs> so I'd be for it and I'd be competing in it. Whoa. I got to did, re- look, I gotta I did re- you
2: guys a picture of this dude. <laughs> <laughs> this competitive swimmer does not look like uh, what one would think of an athlete. He's no Michael Phelps. Uh No, he's a real F.W. Harrington. Kind of <laughs> <type>. <laughs>
0: I Pat, I did read an article about like what's the easiest way to make it to the Olympics, and it's to be the worst player on a team sport. <laughs> so I think that, that's sort of an interesting mental framework to think about. This is Fred oh, yeah. Schwitt, FW
2: who set the world record in 1920. What an athlete! <laughs> an Olympic athlete. It looks like all three Stooges <laughs> I, I, put together.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. It, gonna... it looks
1: like he has all four of our body type put together. <laughs>
0: all right um i think we're gonna move along gentlemen i've got uh, two more links to share with you this evening this next one is a product on amazon and i want to know if you are for or against it to our listeners at home uh, if you are familiar with the uh uncrustable sandwich this is a sort of plastic device that will press your wonder bread into the shape of said sandwich so you can make your own decrusted circle pocket peanut butter and jelly sandwich Guys, are we for or against this? I think we can do this one pretty quick. Pat, how about
3: you? Against, <laughs> with any reason, rationale. Wonder bread should only be eaten by. It doesn't have to be bread.
0: It doesn't have to be Wonder Bread. It could be any sandwich, Too late. bread. All right,
1: Bravi, for or against? Against. Any reason? I mean, give us a little something. There are 259 reviews, four and a half stars. I don't know. Like I'm, maybe I'm the weird one, but I don't need a plastic bowl with ridges on it to cut
2: crust off my bread. Against whining, I would have said a week ago, against. Until I am now a TikTok lurker and saw somebody deep fry a Uncrustable, which seems delightful. So I am for just a deep fry one of these assholes.
0: Yeah, Pat and Robbie, you are wrong when it is correct. This thing's cool. I would definitely want one of these. I want to see what other sort
3: of okay, sandwich Wait. pockets I can make. Uh, it's show why it's better than, they show why it's better than the competitors, which I enjoy.
1: <laughs> Wait, McFenn, are you going to buy this? I think I will. I'll buy Put it, it in too. your cart right now. All right. He's got I some money
2: from our shop, which we'll talk about in a minute. Oh, yeah. You can also Um, put
3: avocado in it. Ooh. Which apparently looks like eggs. What? In in their (laughs) image. Oh,
0: I got some crazy CAPTCHA I need to answer here. This is going to take me a little while.
3: What did I think? No human
2: being could possibly
0: want to purchase this. (laughs) Proof you're human. 259 other people did. Oh, my God. I just answered a CAPTCHA. Now I need. Two-factor authentication. This is really do this later, quite the Michael. process. They do not
1: want you to buy this Uncrustable I'm cutter. I am going to
0: purchase this thing live on air. Uh, it's, now it's just taking a while. Okay, well, let's move along <laughs> to uh, wine, and I'll let you know once I've purchased it. What's your next topic, Mike?
2: Uh, my next topic uh, is uh, 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 anime, uh, animation from Japan. Japan animation shortened to uh, anime. Uh, it is uh, taken. The world by storm from the eighties. You had then in the nineties, you had Dragon Ball Z of our day. But now it's actually looked at as kind of a legitimate art form. There are shows out there now like Attack on Titan and uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which uh, people are really saying are are, uh, are are works of art. I'm curious, um, as three men in your thirties, uh, are we for or against anime? Let's start with Robert.
1: I am for this existing. I am for people enjoying it. I don't watch anime, and it's not my thing. But if it's yours, go for it. I'm for.
2: Patrick, are you got a you got a Crunchyroll subscription?
3: (laughs) Um, I've only really watched one anime, and it was really that shocks me. Avatar. Looking at your
2: whole deal, that shocks me. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I agree with that. I appreciate that. of Avatar the Last Airbender and it was it was fantastic. Did you watch um, the whole thing? Yes. Uh the movie is a, a piece of shit. Don't watch the movie, but the show um which was on Nickelodeon, I used to watch. One of the reasons we started this podcast is um it, we originally had Four or Against on our television network and that came from a different television internet television network we used to watch and one of those shows they would review Uh, movies, games, and TV. is one of my favorite things to watch back in the day. Dignation. And and two years in a row, they picked Avatar as the best show on TV. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. It's a child show on Nickelodeon. And then I finally watched it, and it's fantastic. It has some of the best character development I've ever seen in a TV show. Um, So I think even though it's the only one I've ever watched and bits I've seen of other animes have turned me off a lot, I I guess I have to be four, because that's the only one I've really given a shot.
2: Michael.
0: I remember when Pat told me about Avatar The Last Airbender, and I was skeptical that I would enjoy it. And when I turned it on, my skepticism was proved correct. I did not enjoy (laughs) it. (laughs) And uh, maybe I didn't give it the full, uh, you know, college try that I should have. I don't think I gave it more than three minutes uh, but I'm against anime and, but I'm willing to be, uh, I'm willing to have my opinion changed. Mm-hmm. Michael, how about you?
2: Uh, so there's, in Japan, there's a lot of anime that's not geared towards children. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is one I mentioned. I watched that whole series. Um, and, and it can be, you know, you think of anime and you think of robots fighting and and monsters and undersea adventures but really to uh, patrick's point it, it's it's much more character based and um you know relationships and how relationships change over crisis and that's why i don't like it much like baseball <laughs> it's super slow and boring it's so long it's so boring how many episodes are there of uh, of Last Airbender? It's got to be a hundred. I don't want to watch all that. I got I other things so. to do. Uh, so I'm against. Although the Mizyaki films, or I'm not pronouncing that right, but like um, uh, Totoro and, um, and and movies such as that, those are an hour and a half. And they no one knows what themes. you're talking about. Okay. Well,
0: anyway, there's some <laughs> movies there. All right. Very good. Uh, we're one topic past where we should have taken a break. So let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor for dot slash shop. You go there, you buy stuff. We get a fraction of that money to keep for against slash shop. And we're yeah. back. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Let's we only, hear. We,
2: again, an artist only yeah. has the tools he can work with. Mine or Mike. Right. I keep it short.
0: Mm -hmm. all right let's go on to uh i think we're to robbie robbie what is your
1: topic Climbing mount everest Mm. or another really tall mountain would you ever want to do that i'm gonna start with hmm i'm gonna save mcfadden for last because he's the obvious choice we're gonna start with pat um nope (laughs)
2: Okay. <laughs> wine that just
3: sounds bad
2: uh yeah this is a real type two fun um our <laughs> friend uh, would say um no um i'm not gonna do it like one out of every 10 people still i mean that's a number i'm making up but it sounds yeah, right. it's way But off. <laughs> a lot of people still die going up this thing um and i don't want to i don't want to do that they, it pay 50 grand for the right to do it so no thank you okay i expected
1: the answer from both of you i was less certain of mcfadden's answer so that's what i really want to hear go for it
0: okay so i'm gonna say everest specifically maybe not because it has become this like super touristy thing where like everest uh, is played <laughs> 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 Where like you have to like literally wait in like hours long lines to like summit the top, and like you're basically just like paying a Sherpa to like do everything for you, including carrying your oxygen tanks, so that they can like lug you up to the quote unquote highest point in the world. But that also means that Everest is like a, a trash dump. There's just like empty oxygen canisters everywhere. Human excrement, wow. humans, <laughs> There's like everybody who's died on Everest is still there because you're at such altitude that it's takes too much physical exertion to like bring you down. And so maybe not everybody, but most people who die on Everest, at still least there. in what they call the death zone is, is they're still there. You just like Google shove them says to the that side.
2: five people, to yeah. this day, five people a year die on it or about one and a half percent of all the climbers. So okay, let's
1: so, another really high mountain. Okay,
2: so
0: so yeah, so Everest. I'm gonna say no, just because it, it's it's plain, like as one said. <laughs> but like, if you were to look at like K two, which is the second highest uh, mountain and also the most difficult, like I think that there is something appealing about you know testing your metal and seeing if you can do it. Um, I do believe that the five people who die a year on Everest are because it is this like touristy thing where people just like go because they can afford it, not because they're a trained you know mountaineer. But if I was going to, let's say like Denali 12 people or, in 2019. Yeah, that was a bad year. <laughs> or like Denali or like what some people call Mount McKinley in Alaska, which is like the highest peak in the United States. Um, like that sounds really cool. I would like to summit a mountain at some point. I think I'm going to wait until after uh, my child is like, you know, a little bit older. So that if I do end up being that horrible statistic, we've at least had a good run. <laughs> so, <not laughs> let's a, not get to season soon. 40 yeah but like you know we'll call it like 15 you, so, 18 20 years like count me in
1: let me ask a follow-up question because why in my opinion was right when he said this is type two fun meaning it's a kind of fun where it's not fun while you're doing it but only after the fact looking back saying i'm proud that i accomplished that and there like therein lies the fun mcfadden do you think you could actually have real type one fun while doing it or is it is it going to be horrible and you're just going to enjoy the fact that you had done it?
0: No, I think, I think that there is in, in anything that, you know, is, is classified as type two fun. There's still type one fun. Like it, there's camaraderie, you bond, you know, trying to like, I've gone on backpacking trips, which aren't particularly strenuous, but like, you know, like you're sort of roughing it, you know, and you, you, you grow close to the people that you're with, you, you form a kinship. Um, so, like, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun to be outside enjoying like majestic views that like you could only see in the Himalayas. Like that sounds really cool. I would, I think that there is some type one fun there and then the type two fun, you know, would just sort of pay dividends in the end. Robbie, do you want to join me on uh, Denali? Uh,
1: absolutely not. I <laughs> will take in that view on my HDTV. I think it is strictly type two fun and maybe not even that. I think it would be awful I don't think I'd have any enjoyment in this. It would be the most physical exertion anyone could ever put forth. Since Pat
2: ran two miles in high school at one time. Back in 2003.
1: (laughs) And I, I don't think the views are as good as like, I could go hiking in other nature places and have better views, I think. So like, it's just rocks and snow. So, yeah, I'm definitely never, ever, ever going to do this.
0: Agree to disagree. (laughs) Let's uh, (laughs) move along then to our friend Patrick. We're back to you. Our third Olympic event.
2: This is so fun. Pistol dueling.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We need some (laughs) explanation. Unfortunately you didn't shoot at each other uh, <laughs> I'm putting that out there
2: silver medalist dies <laughs> there were no silver medalists it's <laughs> only one
3: winner it gets all <laughs> yeah
2: um
3: but you did shoot at a mannequin dressed up like a proper gentleman
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's sells me.
1: and is there like a spring mechanism where the mannequin tries shooting a blank at you or how does that work because a duel requires two i don't
3: know robbie <laughs> well you no
0: know, but like is it a feat of accuracy or like are you threatened like i think duel, like something's on the line or are you yeah. just like shooting a guy as it's fast not like as you can at, it's not like
1: sitting at the
2: range There's
0: i'm gonna some... bet it's speed and accuracy
3: I bet uh, yeah it's there are quickly... targets painted on the coats
2: <laughs> It is both. I did the work he didn't by looking it up on Wikipedia. Uh, it is both speed and accuracy. You know?
1: So I'm guessing <laughs> they like say go, and then they have to start from like a down position, lift the the rifle or whatever they're using, their firearm,
0: and shoot. You probably don't duel right? with a rifle. You use a handgun, a pistol. I pistol. think it was even in the name. It, it was. was I, did you say I, pistol duel? I meant yeah. to say <laughs> firearm.
1: Sorry. Pick my rifle pistol.
3: <laughs>
0: All right. Who's going Bobby?
1: against? Stupid.
3: yeah
0: i don't think this is in keeping with the spirit of the olympics (laughs) Uh, (laughs) this is one of the few things in our world where like we can go and compete against iran (laughs) like it's like no one has a problem with it like we're just playing soccer um and uh like this doesn't feel like that i i'm against it like i get the the other shooting sport like accuracy like that I get, but like you should try to shoot another person even if it is just a mannequin? No, this isn't what we want in our Olympics against.
2: If you're gonna have a target, you might as well make it look like a dandy boy. I'm like, I'm for this. I don't know what the problem is. I mean obviously for. Have you guys okay.
3: seen like the the like current guns that they do in these competitions? They hardly look, look like, like guns. they're futuristic. <laughs> Like there's levers and all these stuff coming off of them. they look real weird looking. What competition? In, in, the, Olympics? in the Olympics. Uh, like air shooting.
1: Air rifles. Air oh, rifles. I didn't realize that they still had yeah. those in the Olympics.
0: It's a thing. That's the event that you can compete into the into like the oldest age. So I think mm. the oldest Olympian it was an air rifle
2: shooter. Mm. Mm. Like not until eight, they bring eight, back float and float and, st- <laughs> float and stay still. <laughs> it all float and stop. Oh, <laughs> float right. and
0: stop. Okay, uh, I'm going to go. <coughs> I've got one more product for you guys to look at. This is a waffle maker that makes... I don't know if this is technically a waffle, but it's a waffle maker that makes little trucks You're and waffling cars. on whether or not it's <gasps> a waffle. Oh, car, my gosh. Car and trucks waffle maker. Now, you're using waffle batter, the, the device is a waffle maker, but it doesn't have a waffle print and there's no syrup traps. So is it still a waffle? I'm not sure. Robbie, you seem the most interested so Drew, far.
1: Do you want this? my daughter would love this. She is singularly obsessed with cars buy and trucks. On the air. Yeah, buy the it. only difference is this is not $10.50 <laughs> like the other right. thing is. This is $50. But she loves cars and trucks and she would love these. And she loves waffles too, so it's perfect. So I might have to buy it. But there's also the
0: a end. there's also a dinosaur one.
1: She's not quite or into dinos yet, worm. but she loves cars and trucks. So okay, uh, very for Pat. I don't Pat. I
0: don't want you to focus on the price here. Pretend pretend this was a on gift. A, a gift table, and you got the option of taking it or not. <laughs> Are you <laughs> for or against this I waffle was vehicle thing?
3: Insanely for, and because you get like these little waffle figures that you just dip into the syrup and it it looks delicious but then i looked at their image and they're using false advertisement because they clearly made these and then flipped them upside down these cars
2: don't drive
3: (laughs) 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 no if you look at the mold the mold on the top is where the wheels are and they have the cars where the top is faced towards the wheels Uh... that's not how that would work this is bullshit! <laughs> this is a CGI waffle.
1: <laughs> so you just don't like their photos for marketing purposes?
3: Yes.
2: All right, Wyden. Uh, these are not waffles. They um have no crags. Sirups. Yeah, they're just uh they're puffy old pancake balls, and I got nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I like that. That sounds good. Let's do that. Buy me All one, right. please. Great. Buy Thanks more t-shirts much. so I can buy one of these.
0: Okay, um, I think that this is stupid. We talked about kitchen appliances, unnecessary kitchen appliances. This falls into that category. Just get a real waffle maker. I just um, sent the link to my wife. Get a man's my waffle buying. maker
2: in America. That's all what it right, sounds like,
0: Mike. Let's go to you. This What's is your my Mike final topic of
2: final of topic of the Here day. I sent you all a uh, a TikTok video, uh, and mostly I wanted to talk about this uh, because. Uh, Per Mike and I about a month ago had a conversation of can you have a TikTok lurker account I got a TikTok lurker account and it's been really fun and it's not just kids dancing I'm I'm like there's artists on there and there's also this guy who does like depression era cakes which I find fascinating (laughs) and he makes them and then decides whether or not they're any good Um, and uh, this one is a chocolate mayonnaise cake um, it made me think of you guys and how scary the algorithm for TikTok is because we've talked about mayonnaise cakes in the past. Um, but what if it was a, a chocolate depression era cake? You've watched the video. Um, it's uh, mostly mayonnaise and uh, with a little bit of, uh, I think, sorghum in there for some reason. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Are you Would you try this cake if, if someone made it for you?
0: I would definitely try the cake. Um, I don't want to spoil the ending of the 15 second TikTok video, but uh, he likes it at the end. And mayonnaise is one of these like deceiving foods where I think a lot of times if you know that it's mayonnaise, you're grossed out by it. But if you are like tasting something, like, what is that secret ingredient? It's usually mayonnaise. And I could see mayonnaise being surprisingly delicious in a chocolate cake. I'm for. I would
2: try it. Hook me up. Cool. Uh, real quick, uh, just so we can say the 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 creator on TikTok is B. Dylan Hollis. Um, you can check him out if you're a TikTokist. Uh, but Pat, you're not. What do you think of the cake, though?
3: Um, so I'm not sure what's in this cake because I got five seconds in and I wanted to punch the guy in the throat oh, wolf. Uh, because of his energy. Uh, so he's I happy to it because it's got a it. cake. Yeah. But... <laughs> It's not oh, that we're he's happy
1: or sad. He's fake happy. Yeah. He's putting he's on an act. He
0: wasn't he wasn't even happy. He was I don't know, his uh, state kind defies of a... explanation. <laughs> he participated
1: Manic. he participated
2: on speech team in high school. That's he's, where he was at. He's a 25 guy 25-year-old guy from um uh Bermuda. So, I don't know. Maybe that's how they act over there. <laughs> Robert, what do you think? Uh, mayonnaise in
1: sweets like cakes is actually surprisingly delicious you don't taste the mayonnaise i've had it before lexi made cake balls which i'm pretty sure she used mayonnaise i might be making that up but i thought she did mayonnaise makes things fluffy and moist and delicious and you still only taste the chocolate it's just a great texture so i'm four i would definitely eat that
2: so the sweets were onto something uh, yeah, you know, other things that uh, in the depression we were forced to eat vinegar pie, Ew. hot water pie, fried crackers. Shout outs to Ritz crackers from the Electric Cracker. Uh, tomato soup cake. Robbie, cake. Do you,
0: Robbie, do you guys do fried matzah after Passover? No, is that oh. good? I don't think i yeah, that. it's pretty good. It's basically like French toast, but matzah. Oh, you put like egg around it. it? I, I don't know i have to pull up the recipe but it's good and it tastes like matzo mush with syrup it's a nice i do if had some food. mayo it would
2: be even better the I story is that depression most things are worth a try so uh <laughs> four robbie tell lexi to hold off
3: you can also get a unicorn mold waffle maker and it's only 37.95
1: Yeah, but the thing is, Drew doesn't love unicorns. She loves cars and trucks. Well, maybe
3: it's because she doesn't have a unicorn waffle maker yet.
1: (laughs) All right, Robbie, your final topic for the evening. Final topic, Facebook Reality Labs are testing a new headset that has reverse pass-through VR goggles. Testing, a lot of work there. Yeah. So these goggles go on your head like a normal VR headset. And the person wearing the goggles can see whatever virtual reality stuff on their end. But on the other side of the goggles, in front of their eyes, are pictures of their eyes. So somebody could look at them and feel like they're seeing the person's full face, not just like their face blocked on their eye level, if you understand what I'm saying. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah. It's...
1: it does to me but i
0: looked at the picture <laughs> well i don't know how well our nobody's listening at this point in the podcast <laughs> <So> that's fine
1: <laughs> wearing a headset and people who look at you can see your real eyes on the other side of the headset because there is a screen on the other end of the headset where you can see the visual of your eyes and you can see stuff on the inside it's crazy but it looks ridiculous so my question is This is a prototype, it's gonna get better, but is there a world where a more polished version of this actually makes sense and you wanna wear it, where people could see your real eyes and you're like wearing a VR headset?
2: Why uh they're solving a problem that doesn't exist i mean sunglasses i can't see your eyes but that's not bizarre to me (laughs) that doesn't need to come up with a billion dollar solution to figure out how what your eyes look like on the other side of your sunglasses sometimes i don't want people to see where my eyes are i might be checking out some weird thing somebody's doing on the subway i don't want i don't know this is fine this is it's fine the way that it is um they they, they're fixing a non-problem
1: The goal is I think that as we get more into an immersed VR world where they think people will be wearing headsets all the time or something, they want to create it so people could wear their headsets, be in VR, but also have be in the real world at the same time so people could see a real face. Not a real problem. Well, not yet. (laughs) Maybe one day. McFadden? Yeah,
0: this is a solution in search of a problem, as Wynan said. Um, I have to believe that The thing that's going to like be the final consumer product that people like actually use when we're living in an augmented reality state is like, it's going to be a pair of glasses like Pat or Weiner are wearing. You're not going to be able to distinguish them from a regular pair of eyeglasses. It's not going to be this
3: projected on them. (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's not going to be this thing. This thing looks stupid. It's dumb. It creates a weird uncanny valley like sense where you're looking at the real video footage of their eyes but it's just off. They're not <laughs> even
2: they're not actually looking at you. They look like they're looking at you but they're not.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's this is dumb. This is uh but but I will say I am for it because I think you sometimes have to go out on a limb and try something that is absolutely crazy and it doesn't work. and But then that leads you to the next idea that does. And so tomato I'm optimistic pie.
1: that uh, this is a tomato soup pie. And if somebody's going to waste many millions of dollars on this, I'm glad it's Facebook.
3: <laughs> That's fair. Hat to you. Um, so I have uh, VR goggles and some of yeah, them. Yeah, your whole have- deal. Yeah, some <laughs> uh, cameras that look out. So when you're in them, you can have like a mini screen where you can see what's in front of you because that can be an issue. A picture, like a picture in to reality. Of being able to see what's around you because that could be disorienting not to know what's around you. Yes, that is but called pass-through it, VR. Yes, this but, is reverse pass-through. So when you are uh, around someone who's in VR, there's no awkwardness because you don't see their eyes like you can talk to them and it's completely normal like there is no problem here and where you're talking about where it's a reality where everybody has these goggles on but you'd have to be able to you'd be having to look through your pass through vr to then see them in their vr and you need to see their eyes like this is there's no way that there's ever a problem here ever nothing can change my mind on that You are correct. You're all correct. This is really dumb.
1: And McFadden, you nailed it the right way. The right future solution will be a pair of glasses that look like normal glasses that then have the VR built into them. That's what it's going to be. I don't know why Facebook is spending... AR, you're right. I don't know why Facebook is spending however much money they're spending on this. It's dumb. But again, I'm glad they're the ones spending the money. All right. Thank you
0: very much. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special bonus topic for this evening. Patrick is bringing to us a fourth... Olympic event that no longer is offered. Patrick, I hope you made this one the best of the four and not a letdown. Here we go.
2: I love flop and float. So we'll see.
3: <laughs> this one is uh, the one I would want to participate in. And I think it's pretty obvious that it should be in every Olympics and is the 200 meter swimming obstacle race. <laughs> so there were things like climbing up poles. You had to climb over and under
2: different boats and then
3: drown. <laughs> drown. Um, so it's just an obstacle course, but you're swimming.
2: Go back to round America Ninja Mermaid. Yes. Yeah. When this is? Do you know when they did this bet?
3: Uh, Paris in 1900. Hmm.
2: So the second one.
1: It sounds like they're just making things up as they go along. I was watching the CrossFit Games the other day, which I guess are on the air to compete with the Olympics, and during the games they admitted they're like oh and now they just kind of added this new obstacle they never had before just to mix it up and it just feels like what can we do that's just absolutely ridiculous just to make people do it and i'm for that
3: (laughs) (laughs) mcfadden
0: uh, so the CrossFit games it actually makes sense because like CrossFit is about like enhancing all of the different assets or, or facets of, of athleticism, of which I think they've identified ten. I don't know all of them, but it's like strength and flexibility, and um, you know, speed and endurance, so, like all of the different ways that one could be athletic. And so creating crazy different events for CrossFit makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think a lot of times like athletic competitions like have some historical context, and it's so, like you know the first marathon. You know, was the Greece? This is, this is there's a historical context with Greece, and it's the guy running from Athens Winan. to Marathon, or Marathon. Yeah, it's to Athens the Battle of Marathon. Like the
2: guy ran from Marathon to, to go tell Athens go. that they had won that's right he died he died (laughs) right so there's no more emergency (laughs) i'm not sure
0: what the historical context of obstacle swimming is um but this does remind me of when the x games first started and they had like skateboarding and you know inline skating but then they also had like bungee jumping and like wacky things and mike you said that this was the second olympics so like i think they're just throwing shit at the wall (laughs) to see what stuck this one didn't Maybe it should come back, though. I think the next Summer Games is in Paris, so maybe we can lobby the French to make this happen.
2: Let's do it. I love the fact that this was 1900, and then they were like, let's, the the swimming obstacle course, let's make this way easier. We just (laughs) just flopping." the Flop and stop because it's the exact opposite. <laughs> and I, I love that, that Winan. So I love much. that Wynan I have has to been, hate this.
0: No, I love that Winan's been workshopping <laughs> what he wants to call the event.
2: The <laughs> like flop and stop that's the best. That's the best yeah, one. The okay. flop and and flop stop, and took stop. you three or four times to get there, but you got there. So or the flop time. and float. Yeah, yeah, depending. <laughs> but uh, so this is the opposite of that. I'm against it. <laughs> oh, our, our boy FW Paddington would not do well. In no, he we would hang With his frame. <laughs> I am for
3: it because it's not even like they built something. They're just like, put a boat in the way.
2: (laughs) See if anybody lives. (laughs) And if they do, Uh... we'll make them duel each other until they all (laughs) dead.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's our last topic. So thank you very much for listening. That's it. That's our show. You can find us on Instagram at 4 Pod. We don't post anymore. Do us a favor. Next time you're at the movies or a coffee shop or a bar or whatever, and someone asks to use a chair that you're not, tell them yes, but then also tell them about this show. The price of that chair is the knowledge that this show exists. It may not happen often, but Sacramento wasn't built in a day. <laughs> and this is the craziest batshit ad read copy that you've ever read. It all makes I, sense. I love it. I love it. Good job, Mike. You don't sound like you love it. I do. I. <laughs>
2: Just old friends on the podcast will build a defense. On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence. Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? I'd also drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up, this is for or against?